We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twitter and all the other Twitters and retweet it after you... Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by our friends at WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. My co-host today is more than just the pretty face that you see uh, in all these sneaky ad videos that we've been doing. He is the great Alan Soslowski. He is actually a purveyor of content as well. Um, Alan, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah, a major downgrade from whoever canceled on you today for your last minute. I'm, I'm, no, I'm the sneaky ad today. I'm the you sneaky ad. You are the ad. sneaky ad. You yeah. are sneaky. You're, yeah. you're definitely a bonus there. So it's <laughs> bonus good. sneaky ad. Yep. No, yeah. thanks for having me on, man. I, I always enjoy talking to you um, just about life and especially about football because, uh, you know, that is what connects us all after all is fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'll start with you just like listening to our show and messaging with us and here you are now doing this full time for us and it's all good yeah it's it's, it's a little odd so for for those of you who listen to jeff's podcast every wednesday you notice that he has a guest and um and i i was a caller to your show i was just someone that was a fan of the show and i always knew that i wanted to do fantasy football for uh you know for a hobby and then to do it for a living is just unbelievable but you know you and i have been talking for years i've been uh, doing some content for you guys for a while and and finally you just gave in to me you did a charity case yeah. and and you, and you brought me on you hired me full time so i'm grateful yeah and well earned i mean your our yahoo account, i mean our youtube account is blowing up it's great uh so uh, we're having fun doing all these videos and we got a lot going on this week. First week of buys. Uh, we obviously have the Raiders mess. We have another London game. Lots to talk about here. So let's just jump right into it. I, I want to start with uh, Gruden. We don't have to go too deep into the, the weeds here, but handicapping the game based on what the heck is going on with the Raiders right now, what do you do about that? Does, does What changes? Does anything materially change about the Raiders and how they call plays, uh, what personnel they use? I mean, I, I don't want to delve too much into the emotional side of things because I think people react differently, but is there yeah, heard, a schematic change? I've heard you guys talking about this on your Sirius XM show. And I, I think this can go one of two ways. It can go okay. where let's say there was people on the team that just didn't like Rudin. Let's just use that. They're going to be like, thank God he's gone. Now we could play free. Now I'm just right. making that up. That's a hypothetical. Now let's say someone like Derek Carr really loved and is missing John Gruden is they could say, Hey, let's go win one for coach. I think that both of those narratives point to Raiders really showing out this week. And uh, just it, Sure, the captain of the ship is no longer steering, but the the NFL team is a well-oiled machine. If Bill Belichick missed one game, and that's the extreme case because he's probably considered the best coach, mm-hmm. everything would be fine for a game. I think that at this point, it's it's a submarine. The, the cook knows how to fire the missiles. Everyone knows how to do everyone's job, and I don't see anything other than a narrative for the better for the Raiders this week. I like the Raiders, even though everyone's fading them this week. Interesting. Yeah, and you know, they can't be much worse than they were against the Bears, where they just had a really uninspired performance. Uh, and maybe it's because they, they were in ha- hanging in limbo. And, you know, how much was known inside the building versus what we knew is are two different things, too. And, you know, it's really kind of hard to speculate on that. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I've had a hard time figuring that one out. But as far as, like, 
how they call plays, I, I don't know if things are going to change a whole lot. I, I hope it changes because I paid up for Darren Waller. And other than that 19 target week one, he's right. been like horrible. I've been like every week. I'm like, okay, that was just the floor game for Darren Waller. 11 points in my PPR league. And now I'm just like, you're obviously going to start him every week. And the big week is coming. So if there's a change schematically and they go back to the uh, bad version of the Raiders that win five or six games, but Darren Waller gets 28 points. That's all I care about. I mean, because if you have Henry Ruggs or if you have Brian Edwards, you're just putting them on your bench anyway. They're probably on your waiver wire in most leagues. And Derek Carr, you're you were playing him as a streamer, and Josh Jacobs, you're you're kind of upset that you took him, but you got him at a good value, and you know you know what to expect at this point. But Darren Waller is the one, the only one that would really I'm interested in to see if he can get back to where he was from a fantasy perspective because it's been horrible for like a month now. Yeah, it has, it has. Um, so let let's the other thing. Let, let's talk about this a little bit more. Is though it's just like. Okay, the the whole talk now is like Mayox got fifty one percent of the decision making power with personnel moves. Visachia has forty nine percent. What does that even mean? Is this? I don't mean anything. Yeah, I don't think it means anything until you get to decision time, the trade deadline, or the off season. Which I mean, everyone is consensus has been that the Raiders have overdrafted players taking mm-hmm. players in the top five that were likely to be there around later. So, I mean, we, we say this in our fantasy drafts, right? Every year, just, just go get your guys, but knowing ADP and there's a real ADP for like the NFL draft too, could help you not deteriorate all the value you accumulate. The Raiders accumulated three first round picks that one year, and then they took Josh Jacobs. So they do all, a great job of accumulating value. Then they just give it away. So when you talk to answer your question directly, maybe they'll go back to a more traditional paying attention to the consensus. And yeah. they may not have the, the positive attributes of Gruden, the leadership, the good offensive play caller, but maybe they'll normalize in the sense of not making these radical moves, giving up significant draft capital for Antonio Brown and then not him, him not even playing a down in the NFL. Right. I mean, think about it. We think Antonio Brown's still a really good player. He probably was three years ago too. It's it's pretty amazing some of the suboptimal moves that it, fantasy players too. We're it's you know we all think we we could run an NFL team. You know it, it, a lot of fantasy players out there and people that post on Twitter they're really smart the way they think about things and sometimes it's right. it's mind boggling that real GMs don't think the same way that fantasy players do. Yeah, uh, although it is funny you know the consensus will you know get you some weird things if you or if you ref, if you. That, uh, like if you uh, go by what teams do to make your fantasy decisions, you end up with Lynn Bowden on your team. Uh, but, but you know, and things like that, but yeah, no, you're always you know. going to make, you're always going to make an error, you know, in, in the third round, but it's, it's picking, you know, I, I think it's been known for a while. You don't take a first round running back unless it's an all timer. If you think you can get LaDainian Tomlinson, obviously you take him in the first round, but for the most part, even, uh, you know, even Chris list who thinks that Barkley was a good pick and he, you know, great player, but when you could have gotten Nick Chubb in the second round, it probably, you know, there's always a guy that's a, with a running back. So there's always these decisions that I think fantasy players have figured out even before the real NFL. It's a, it's pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. Uh, speaking of Lynn Bowden, his team had news today to a Tunga Vailoa. looks like he is going to suit up for Sunday's game in London against the Jaguars. Uh, interesting because, you know, he, you know, they, don't have like they don't I guess they do have a sense of urgency they're one in four but you know with the, the rib injury you know it's all about pain tolerance you know Jacoby Brissett got a little bit banged up this is a pretty good matchup if he does play are you interested at all in Tua I'm interested in Tua because I just want to know if he's good or not like yeah th- th- literally this is like the longest jury's been out on a player it's is if he's decent like, is, are they going to trade him? I, I just want to see him have a really good game. And then I want to see the conversation on social media and on Sirius XM really fire up. I don't trust him. I think that he's probably going to be, you know, the 28th best quarterback in the league when it's all said and done. Somebody that gets a plenty of chances to start because of his draft capital, but ultimately ends up on the, uh, the backup circuit. I hope I'm wrong because I, I was, you know, people were saying tank for Tua. And obviously the conversation between Tua and Herbert, that's over. I mean, we're already talking about, I've heard you guys talk about on Sirius XM that Herbert might be the first or second most desirable player in the, all of the NFL. So right. to answer your question directly, I think that 
Two is probably feeling that same pressure that we're talking about. And mostly people perform better when they're cornered, especially elite athletes. So I think he'll be okay. I just want to see that, that 350 yard and four touchdown performance with zero interceptions. I'm not sure he can do it. What, what do you think? Are you happy to start any dolphins you know, because two is now the quarterback? I don't know if I'm ever happy to start any dolphins. Right. Um, it might even hurt Gasicki. Gasicki seemed like he did better with Brissett than he did with Tua. Uh, you know, week one, he, he didn't even get targeted. Now that might've been cause they're asking him to block more against the Pats, but might've also been that they, they don't, he doesn't click as well with Tua. So that that's always one of those things you never know quite sure about there. Uh, Jalen Waddle seemed to get a lot of targets though with him. That's one guy that might benefit. So I, I, I'd be, I, I'd be comfortable starting Waddle in a league this week. Yeah, um, Waddle. I'm excited, but I'd be comfortable. Right, Waddle falls into that narrative that we're thinking about with with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, that college friends roommates uh, narrative, right? Where they played together, um, or they walked on the same grass, read the same playbook, yeah, whatever yeah. you know, what, you know. So, but they probably, they, you know, the Dolphins did go after Waddle, you know, and they did see the reason they went after him because they thought he would pair well with Tua, and we've seen. The promising, you know, when they were to playing together. So yes, I think comfortable. He's like, he's like the version of what you thought of Will Fuller. You put him in your wide receiver three, knowing you're going to get either four points or like 38 points. And you're, you're comfortable with either one. So especially with the bye weeks, I'm happy to play Waddle in my wide receiver three, but I'm not expecting much. I'm expecting, you know, uh, eight targets, but three catches and 30 yards, right? That's usually how those things work out. Big targets, but low, low receptions. Sure would be nice to actually have him throw downfield more than like four inches beyond the line of scrimmage yeah. Waddle, but I know his area yards are really bad, but, uh, how about know, that, the, Gaskin? Are you telling people to play Gaskin after he went off on everyone's bench last week? Including mine. Uh, yeah. I'm not telling people anything, Alan, you know, I'm a suggester more than a teller. I'm, but no, uh, I've got him at 22. Uh, so that's probably a start. I mean, it's Jacksonville. You would think that this is a pretty good matchup. You, you, this is a pretty good setup. I mean, they game obviously game script is going to be different. They're not going to be chasing Tom Brady and uh, you know a touchdown pass every like thirty seven seconds. So you know they won't be in catch up mode the whole game. But would you, would you rather one of his touchdowns early when they went ahead? Yeah, I mean, I, would you play Gaskin over players like Sony Michelle? You know, Sony Michelle God. is the secondary running back, but against the Giants, Daryl Henderson always limps to the side with his arm. Like those are the type of decisions. And again, you, you don't really have to answer it because it's an impossible question to answer. But those are the type of questions that I expect that we're going to see on the RotoWire message boards under your value meter this week. I've got Michelle buried. Um, I know he did some things against Seattle, but I, I don't trust the snap share. Um, I think that with every given week in successive week, Henderson's going to get a little bit more stronger health wise. You know, you get, he gets, takes a hit. I don't know. Um, but I, I think he is not just a starter, but he's a significant starter uh, that he's a high percentage of the snap share with the Rams that, you know, Michelle is just a change of, it's just like yeah. give him a, a series off sort of guy. And that's about it. So um, yeah, I, I'm definitely starting Gaskin over Michelle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, Go ahead. We're going to see a lot of questions, though, with Gaskin, because anytime a running back that you drafted with a reasonable high expectation totally fails, you take him out of your lineup, and then that's when he goes off because you were afraid to drop him, and you weren't. And all that did was prolong the drop. So that's what I'm saying is that I expect sure. to see a lot of questions with him. So it's going to be either Gaskin or Daryl Williams might be somebody that people are asking about this week. So, And I don't know how you're going to answer those questions, he, how can you trust Gaskin? He's not a player that we drafted as a circle of trust player. He was a player that we drafted with like, okay, he's going to get the work. He's going to get the share. And it, it's, I've got him higher than you expect with the, the way you phrase him. I've got him at 22. I've got him over Gaskin. Jacobs. Yeah. Gaskin's over. I got Gaskin's yeah. over Jacobs. I've got Gaskin over Moss, Gaskin over James Connor, Daryl Williams, Darrell Williams, even uh, Latavius Murray, Alex Collins, Miles Sanders, who I've got buried. Keep in mind, yeah. it's Tampa Bay. Don't start any backing against Tampa Bay unless you have to. Uh, Booker, you know, I've got him over a bunch of guys that you'd be considering. So, yes, I'm telling people to start him, I guess. Yeah. And, and, I and like I'm, that you have a definite take on it because I, I'm struggling with that this week. And all of those players that you just named, I have like six of them on my bench, the mm-hmm. Alice Collins and stuff. So now at least I have somebody to blame if, if I pick the wrong one. Yeah, you, you blame Liz because he always blames me. And so it's just <laughs> transitive principle. Uh, 
We had a question about speaking of Darrell Henderson. We did have a question about him. How do you guys feel about me trading away Tyler Lockett for Darrell Henderson? Daryl Henderson. I'm in a dire need of a running back. Yeah, I mean that that's the name of fantasy football, right? It's right. it's all about windows, right? You have to trade away players and usually if you want the trade to happen, you're going to have to take 90 cents on the dollar. You're never going to get a good fair trade if you're yeah. the one who needs the player. So, we all know Daryl Henderson is probably you can probably project him for 12 and a half fantasy points. If he scores, he'll get 18, but that's it. And you probably have a three week window. Jarek McKinnon could end up being the more valuable back in this game. We don't know. So you're trading away a, a blue chip player, a good player uh, that's attached now to a quarterback. That's, you know, obviously not as good as Russell Wilson. So you're getting 90 cents on the dollar, 80 cents on the dollar. But if you need a running back, you got to do it. I, I think so too. I think I would do that trade. Uh, before I move on to some other notes, a uh, quick, quick uh, note from our friends at Winboat. Let me tell you about Winbet. Uh, they are our exclusive sponsor. I'll follow along. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat, where you'll find Alan Sislowski sitting at the table there with a, with a fancy cigar or whatever uh, element there to lend us. Uh, Whatever, whatever's, le- whatever's legal in Vegas. Yeah, there you go. WinBet is currently available in six states. Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Come on, Florida doesn't have that? I'm crazy. I thought soon, yeah. soon. No, November. Yeah. We're getting legalized. Uh, we're getting legalized uh, sports betting. Okay, good. And it's while it's rapidly expanding. WinBet will probably expand there soon. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars on your first wager. Download, download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff, Jeff and Alan here. We're breaking down some of the news of the day and going through some of the games of the week. Talk a little Christian McCaffrey. They're talking about 50-50 call on him. Might come all the way down to the wire on Sunday. What's your thoughts on McCaffrey? Uh, what are you? How are you handling him this week? I think from here on out, Christian McCaffrey is going to not get the the, the amount of workload that he was getting. It's very obvious at this point that they overworked him. Uh, you know, I thought he when he did that little pony kick when he was when he was going to the outside, that's a move that you saw the play, right? Where he hurt his hamstring? Yeah, yeah. Right. It, that looked like a move that running backs do when they're like skipping to the outside, setting up their blocks. That doesn't look good to me. That looks like a a, a horse that's been overworked. I think moving forward until we get to the meaningful games, the playoff games, Chuba Hubbard's here to stay. He's going to he's going to have 8 9 touches a game. So, even if Christian McCaffrey plays, He's still going to be a great fantasy player. And you're obviously going to rank him as a top five back every week. But I don't think, I think the days of the 35 point McCaffrey, 28 point McCaffrey are gone. You should be expecting when he, when he does come back more of an 18 point. So if you can cash out now, like if somebody offered you Derek Henry form right now, and obviously that's the best case scenario, you click the button. If somebody offers you Mike Williams and Cordero Patterson, you consider it. I know it sounds sacrilegious to trade away Christian McCaffrey, but I've already started putting those offers out in my leagues. Because that would be buying high and selling low at the, all at the same time. Everything. I, I get that. Um, what do you think about McCaffrey? Are you, are you, if you have him in a meaningful what, league where there's a big prize, what are you doing? I have him in the Rotowire Online Championship. You there's can't no trade trades there. Yeah. No trades. It's a, as Jim Coventry says, it's a jackpot league. Uh, but Because uh, the overall balance yeah he loves it uh, I, I can't do the gym voice jackpot but there you go um, what's your bet your best chicagoian voice uh, accent mom yeah. and, you know there's there's certain words that you know trigger the word chicago actually is a good one to use chicago accent on but uh, that was a pretty bad interpretation nonetheless but, but i but i still enjoyed it you no know, thanks i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad yeah but, like, um, but what are you telling you know casual league or even competitive league that have trades are you just holding McCaffrey? Are you expecting exactly the same thing when he comes back? I mean, you can't, right? I mean, talk to me about this one. I think you're probably right about that. Uh, someone offered me Nick Chubb for him in PPR league. 
I'm in. That, that I think I'd do it, but tell you what, Nick Chubb has comes with his share of frustrations. Even last week, where he went nuts and ran for 160 yards, Krim Hunt outpointed him. Yeah. In PPR and standard scoring leagues. Uh, because he's not even getting every goal line carry right now. And that's really frustrating. And of course, if you're in a PPR league, Chubb obviously gets hurt. Uh, and yet I still have Chubb as a top 10 back this week. Yeah, I mean, he has to be, right? It's just because he has the floor and the upside. Obviously, he doesn't. his upside doesn't hit as much with Kareem Hunt. And by the way, you, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. That's a player that no sharp players, no sharp analysts wanted. I have him in my Rotowire Online Championship. You're the sharp analyst. No, 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 no. I, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I was like, I'm not going to miss my turn. I run to the bathroom. I come back. It zipped across. I got auto-drafted. I was so, I thought, I was like, oh, I wasted my $350. Meanwhile. Now I'm claiming that I picked him, that I was a sharp pick, but I, it was an auto draft the whole way. Wow. So you had him in your queue at least? No, he was the next guy on there. And you I had thought no I hit you. No, queue. I went to the bathroom with no queue. I, I went, I, it's right next to me. I'm pretty quick, usually going to the bathroom. And I didn't think that you everyone need to would hear ha- about your old man issues there. Right? Okay. All right. All right. Even Too, though you're younger than me. This but... isn't the, uh, the, uh, the fantasy bathroom <laughs> podcast. No, but no. it's, it was an auto pick. And meanwhile, though, it just goes to show you, it's like, Sometimes those mistakes. So if you've made a bad drop in your league, don't give up. You know, I traded away. You were talking about Christian McCaffrey. That's where this started. I traded him away because I thought he was going to be out five, six weeks. I ruined. My, I thought I ruined my league because I. You, you, I'm embarrassed to tell you what I traded him for. No, you, you can't tease me like that, Tito. What, you, <laughs> what was the trade? Oh, I mean, it's it's shameful. I shouldn't even call myself a fantasy expert by telling you this, but I traded him away for Chris Carson after Chris Carson had, you know, those three 14-point games in a row. I was like, all right, at least I'm getting 60 cents on the dollar. McCaffrey could be out the whole, you know, it was so stupid. Don't do not do stuff like that anymore. Every, I couldn't even find someone to like say, oh, yeah, it was decent. Everyone told me I was an idiot right away. I promise not to tell this on you because he would excoriate <laughs> you. For I did get out of his count. Yeah. Uh, it's our little secret. No one ever tell. Don't nobody tell this. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I, if he does play this week, they, if they say on Sunday morning, okay, he's a go. I, oh. You know, absent like any sort of like bold declaration, he's on, definitely on a snap count. Where do you put him this week? You put him in your lineup. I mean, there's there's yeah. no just because the upside is still nuclear until we see him. Like you and I were just talking about, he could not be what he once was, but even if he's a version of himself, he is the best modern day fantasy player. He just does it all, um, even in bad games. I know you've talked about on your show on your Sirius XM show where one time I think two years ago the Panthers scored three real points in their NFL game, and McCaffrey still had thirty points yep. because. Yeah, I mean he's he is the guy. He's the man. He's the alpha. So you don't even think about it. Like if if they told you he was going to play twenty five snaps, you're putting him in your lineup. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so there you go. News out of Bengals camps. Um, uh, Bengals camp. A, I say. a real team. Um, a real team. A real man's team for sure. Okay, couple of things here. First of all, Joe Mixon had a limited practice. Um, Joe Burrow had a full practice, but he was on voice rest. My God, I do love to give that to list, but uh, anyways, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to put that up on the uh, you know headline that on the our YouTube page. Yeah, T. Higgins said that Burrow's communication through the walkthrough was normal. However, though, in other words, Burrow is going to go. He's going to play. Uh, I don't think there's much risk of that. Uh, Nixon, he's a little trickier case because we know Samaje P. Ryan, you know. Tested positive for COVID. Probably they probably won't have him. I, I'm not exactly yeah. sure what his vaccination status is, and that, that's relevant because that determines how quickly he can come back after a positive test. But I would assume that I'm, I'm operating on an assumption he won't be there. So, do you put Mixon back up to full on status, knowing his backup is Chris Evans, or are you walking with some trepidation with Mixon this week? Yeah, I mean you're putting him in your lineup, but I'm not. I'm like told you this on we you, we talked about this. I think it was offline that. Mixon's in a timeshare for the short window here and not because of his ability or that they don't want him to, but he is a ginger sports car. If you take him out of the shop too fast, he's just going to break down again. I would be shocked if he got more than 15 touches. That means it's Chris Evans time. Now, Chris Evans, he went in the sixth round of the real NFL draft, but he's a good player. He was one of those guys yeah. that stayed like at seven. He was Van Wilder. He stayed at like college for 17 years. He's a mature, nice. I think he's like he's 24 years old. 
or he's, he might be 25 right. if he were a rookie. I mean, he's one of these guys where he's going to probably be in the NFL less than three years, but he's a good, solid player, and he's tough, and he runs tough. So this is if you're desperate running back, I'm in 14-team leagues where the, the waivers ran. He's still out there. Chris Evans is playable this week, uh, and even if Mixon plays. So I think that next week we could be talking about uh, Chris Evans is the hot waiver wire pickup. It's possible. I absolutely am picking him up. And then he wouldn't be a sneaky ad then. No, that he's a sneaky ad this week. Okay. And you actually called it on our video. You said because I said Samaj P. Ryan, not not knowing that he was on the COVID list. So that's right. That's right. He did come up there. And I think you, Mixon gets more work than you think. Uh, I think it's more like fifteen to twenty touches. Uh, but we'll see because I just don't think they're going to trust Evans to run between the tackles at all. I'm I not sure that. why they trust him on blitz pickup. I think. Mixing gets close to his full share this week is my guess. So under over 18 and a half total touches for Mixon. You're taking the over? I'm taking the over. Okay. And but I've got him like, 12 among running backs this week. Yeah, and only because of you rank running backs every week. By the way, I've tried this exercise when I was like, ah, oh, this has got to be the easy. I, I learned the hard way that ranking, weekly rankings mm-hmm. are the most difficult thing to do if you want to put your name behind it. If you're just doing right. it anonymously or giving start sit, it's no big deal. So anyone that real thinks that asks these questions, uh, I, I've learned, I have a lot of respect for anyone that does weekly rankings. Seriously. It's tough. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It is tough. Uh, it's a labor of love though. Um, sometimes it's just more. What is your process by the way? Have you ever talked about your process for that? I start off with a preliminary set of rankings. Then I go through all of our player notes by position for the last five days, you know, try to dig in a little bit there, click through, re, you know, check on the stats. I'm, I also watch every game, rewatch every game on game pass, the condensed version. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sicko that really knows how to watch coaches film very well. So I apologize for that and my shortcoming. I try to appreciate the work others do on that. You know, I try to dig when I have a question. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to put in the comments and do that. So it, it takes a full day to do Are it, you, the first set. Do you do it like on an Excel sheet and like cut and then paste and, drop everything well like, we you- have an admin area that where it's it's a, a database that's populated now i have to do the initial population every year and of course with bye weeks and injuries i'm maneuvering guys and all that um and is it drag so and drop not- drag and drop yeah, yeah okay. it is all right i'm just yeah. thinking about like the physical labor of that if it's drag and drop that makes it easier but still yeah, this finger gets a little that's right the course of the year but uh, <laughs> you, you have to do these finger exercises like this yeah. you know yeah exactly Got to have one of those little uh, squeegee things there. But and, the and I didn't mean to derail, but I'm genuinely curious because, you know, yeah. anyone that's watching this podcast is probably a, uh, a premium member of Rotowire. And if you're not, obviously go to rotowire.com forward slash try, check it out. Uh, you're so good at that. <laughs> well, you know, we, I, that's how I, again, became aware of you guys. You know, someone, mm-hmm. they, you guys gave out a promo code. I checked it out and then I was a member for life, but you could check out your weekly rankings. Uh, but that is, I was always wondering, I was like, how does he even like begin this process? So, and I'm sure there's other people out there that wonder that as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. Let's uh, start looking at the matchups before we do that though. And this is good because you're going to set your uh, Yahoo DFS lineup. So let's talk about what they've got there. Mm. The new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark free. Are you a shark, Alan? Are you allowed? In in DFS, I'm a guppy. Uh, but okay. I but because I have so many good buddies over uh, that play uh, professional DFS, I am learning. I'm becoming like a, a middle size. I don't get swallowed by the guppies anymore, but I still get eaten by the sharks. Okay. So you're still allowed to play on Yahoo then? Oh, yeah. To, oh, to yeah. Se- to celebrate the beginning of the football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a million-dollar DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry free fee into entry. Let me try that again. And an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland. This December play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started do you play a lot of DFS I don't I dabble yeah. I'm, it's fun I enjoy it I don't play a lot of it it's 
honestly, I it's it's fun, kind of. It's fun when you're making the lineup, and then when you realize like that someone else has like the perfect lineup, especially in these big contests. Then I'm like, this isn't any fun. But yeah, the Yahoo one I played over there. It actually they have a really good format, and mm-hmm. I like the pricing structure, and I it's like very the robust. Yeah, yes. they, you know, it's you don't good- really get too many like hangover bad prices. You know, they're 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 pretty much on top of it. I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I highly recommend it, not just because they're a sponsor of the podcast, because it actually is a very cool experience. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, let's go through some of these games and let's just do it quickly. We'll say like, you know, who, who do we likes, dislikes from this game? I, instead of going through my rankings, going position by position, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Go game by game instead. Uh, so let's start off the Thursday night game. Tampa Bay at Philly. Tom Brady's got the uh, thumb issue, but it's very, you know, they, they both, he and the Bucks downplayed it. They played Thursday night. We still like him against Philly, right? Oh, yeah. Tom, Brady's one of the auto starts because any given day he could have 404. I mean, you're almost yep. upset if he doesn't get you 303. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, who else do we like in this game? Pretty mm-hmm. much with any Antonio Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown. I mean, that's that's somebody if you it's very hard to trade in fantasy football, but he's a player that you probably can trade for. Like if you if, if uh, the Antonio Brown uh, uh, manager has a running back problem and you picked up a running back off of the, of the scrap heap to, this week, you probably could figure out a way to get him. Um, that's a player that I think he's the number one receiver over there. When it's all said and done, he'll have the most fantasy points. OK, uh, so and, you know, he's. We, I, I still have him lowest ranked of the three Bucks receivers. And Godwin's, as you should, as you should. Godwin's a little banged up. Uh, are we worried about Godwin at all? I mean, if you drafted Godwin, you took him in the fourth round, you're just playing him every week. You know yeah. already that he's volatile. So, yeah, I mean, you have to play all these guys. You have to play. It, if you drafted a Bucks, uh, one of the, the three main guys, I mean, Fournette is really the question. I mean, is, is, where do you have Fournette this week? You know, I, I think he's kind of graduating into the starter there. Uh, and it's not just a timeshare. I think he's kind of the main guy. I have him 16. I have yeah, I'm, him. Getting, I'm getting offers in dynasty for him like crazy. Cause I, and I did a lot of startups this year and I was able he went like super late and now people are actually making me real offers for, for Nat. It's great. Like I what? love this. Um, I got an offer for someone offered me a 2022 first round pick for him. Um, that one I took, <laughs> that was yeah. the best one I got in another couple other leagues. It was like, a second in Henry Ruggs, which is a real offer. It's a real offer yeah, in Dynasty, you know, things like that. So I was getting real offers starting two weeks ago. Pretty good. I like it. And I, I do think you strike while the iron's hot if possible. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think it lasts forever. Uh, do you so, yeah. do you play a lot of Dynasty? You play a couple no, leagues? No, I have one Dynasty league and I'm not very good at it. Um, I'll be honest. I feel like a Dynasty league requires constant attention. Um, oh, yeah. And you do baseball. It, right. And you do baseball. I do You're- baseball. I got a hockey league. I got a foot. I got a hoops league. I play fantasy golf. I, 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 I have not been strong in that league, and I, I wish that I were would have done it better because you yeah. know the problem is when you screw up, it's for life. I mean, it, it, you dig yourself that hole. Yes, there there's techniques to Dynasty, and it's starting this offseason. I'm going to start uh, doing some more Dynasty content on the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this podcast right now, just hit subscribe button, hit the like button, especially if you're a Dynasty player, and you can let us know in the comments as well. And we're going to be doing, you know, Mario, he, to me, is the ultimate rookie scatter. And John, those guys, they really know what they're talking about. Obviously, that's why they're part of Rotowire. But uh, we're going to be doing Dynasty strategy. And, you know, those short videos, they could be helpful to someone who's kind of in a league but doesn't, you know, you're doing your golf, you're doing your baseball. So those will be helpful to you too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, on the Philly side of things, I mean, you're starting Hurts. That's pretty obvious. The Bucks DBs are all banged up. Yep. If you're going to beat them, you got to beat them through the air. You're starting Hurts because probably Goddard won't go uh, with his COVID issue. Devontae Smith seems like a really good start. I've, I've, I've got him – pretty high actually this week i think in 23rd that's clearly in start mode for me oh yeah it's the other guys it's miles sanders it's jalen rager uh what do you do with these guys i mean if if you have miles sanders and you have better options obviously you would start them but if you drafted miles sanders and oh what a great value i got him in the end of the fourth Mm -hmm. round it's you'd rather have mike davis right (laughs) so i think sanders will have his weeks but he'll probably go off he'll be like he'll do what miles gaskin did he'll probably have that big week on your bench 
Uh, I'm not happy to start him, but I'm in a league that has, you know, three flexes, one of those crazy leagues. So and you're starting him. Yeah, I'm starting him. I mean, but the other guys, you can't, you know, those receivers other than Devontae Smith, you're not excited to start him if you're in a next week is like, you know, I heard this term coined by uh, Matthew Berry. I heard him say, uh, buy Mageddon. I think the next week is like, just like how many teams are on by next week? So if, if the Eagles aren't one of them, you're going to be psyched to start someone like uh, Miles Sanders. But uh, other than that, it's just, oh, the Eagle. Uh, by the way, do you have Jalen Hurts on any of your teams? Did you wait on quarterback and get him this year? I don't have Jalen Hurts anywhere, and it's my biggest failing. I think. Me well, too. No, it's and not I, my biggest failing, but second biggest failing. No Eckler either. Well, yeah. And on the on over the summer when I was called into your show, you were advocating. You made like the best case I've heard anyone make for Jalen Hurts because I was like, oh, you have to reach for a quarterback and you have to take. And you're like, well, what about Jalen Hurts? And I was like, oh yeah, that kind of is a good argument. And you were right. And then you didn't draft him. Come on. I just I got either got where I went early. Yeah. I was playing the weight on game and just missed on him a little bit. No, I don't have him anywhere. And it's, it's, it's a huge mistake. Uh, I, I do regret it there. You refer to week seven, by the way, let's go ahead and tell you all the teams that are on by that week. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm again, as the, it's been coined. Yes. That's, it's quite a coinage. Uh, um, while you're looking that up though, I think a good fantasy football strategy is to see where you're going to have holes in your lineup and pick those guys up this week. If you can yeah, fit them on you your can. bench. Right. That's like, the big thing. Big if, but right. Uh, like I, you, go ahead. I have Tyler Bass. I don't want to let him go as my Buffalo, the Buffalo kicker. So I'm picking up a kicker this week. It's hard because I've had to drop, you know, players I didn't want to drop, but you know, guys, I'm not going to start anyway. Like a Jalen Rager in one league, I dropped Jalen Rager to pick up Nick Folk for next week. And again, it's, you know, fine. You got to win, but the, what, what, who are the teams that are on by next week? Well, they're good teams. Bills, Cowboys, Chargers, Jaguars, uh, Vikings and Steelers. And, and the, you know, God loves all of his children, you know, even the Jaguars. So there, there's still some players there that are useful, like James Robinson, who I love this week against Miami, giving up more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in, in football right now. So, you know, that that's a team you want to start your running back against. So, We'll see. I like I like him this week. What are you doing with LaVisca Chanel? What are you doing with Marvin Jones? Big eggs last week, you know, late eggs. Uh, they didn't personally do it. It's their quarterback, their coaching staff, whatever, whoever, however you want to apportion the blame. The fact is they didn't do anything last week. What I mean, are you how, doing with those guys this week? I mean, how many times would those guys need to have a good fantasy game in a row for you to trust them? Right. I mean, if you're in a deeper league like our Vegas league or our stake league that we do is, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have to start Marvin Jones. I don't have any other options as my wide receiver two actually or three or whatever he's going to be. But if you cannot start them, you can't trust those guys. And even if they have a big week this week, you're not going to trust them next week. Players like that, those guys that you take in the ninth round, the seventh round, the tenth round, you probably want to see it two, at least two times, if not three times. So. Uh, I'm starting Chenault. I'll tell you that much. I've got him at 28. I'm I'm redoubling on him a little bit. What is it about him that I mean? He looks like a good player, but you're doing that with like who's the the next two players that you have him above? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Tim Patrick. Okay, and both of those guys seem to be in the fantasy circle of trust right now. So why would you? Why do you like Chenault? above those two i still think he's the best receiving option jacksonville has i think they're going to be playing from behind i think they're going to need to throw the ball i think that they're going to see they made a mistake that he he clicked on a big play they see the talent that he has i just i i think i i you know and you're right it's you're right to challenge me on this but it's a hunch that I'm, i, think I that don't think you're wrong back. I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's a bold call. I think that, mo, you know, most people that, you know, that we, that we speak to would have Tim Patrick and Sanders above him, given what they've done the last few weeks. But I like the call because which one of those three players has the most upside, which one of them would you be least surprised to have a 35 fantasy point game? And it's LaVisca Chenault. So I, yeah. you know, when you get down that deep and you just need some nuclear power, I like that call. Yeah. Uh, so thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Marvin Jones, I've got at 35 and I could probably put him lower. I've got him ahead of Rondale Moore and Michael Pittman. What do you say about that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I knew Marvin Jones, I thought was going to be the alpha and it started off that way. He looked every part of mm -hmm. the number one wide receiver and he's, I mean, you knew he's done his, that every season though, hasn't he? 
Yes, where he's, you know, he, he ends up with 10 touchdowns, but like five of them are in one game or in two games, you know? Yeah. So, you know, he's a tough start. I, I like Pittman, though. I mean, Pittman, he he's he's as advertised. He came on, he, he does what you want a second-year receiver to do. He can't. He had a slow start. You don't want that. But then came on in the second year, and then in the playoff game, in the wildcard game, he had 10 targets, and now has proven to be an excellent fantasy start. So, obviously, I like him. He's got the safer floor, but. Marvin Jones, again, we talked about it a minute ago. You need to see it a few times with players like that before you even think about putting them in your lineup. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, all right. We're, you know, we're kind of, I was, I thought that we could get through every single game going this format. We're not going to get close to that. There's no way we can do that. So I knew um, that. We, I, I like to, you know, I like to yent it up with you a little bit. Yeah, so that's okay. I like it. You know, it's, it's content, you know, and it's just saying, take this guy. But uh, let's just hit up a few more of these games. But first, uh, one other quick note this one from Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. Jeff Erickson is here with Alan Soslowski. We are talking about week six and some of the matchups. You know, Green Bay, Chicago. This is a over-under in this game is 45. It's not. It's dragged down by the Chicago side of things. We're all clamoring for Justin, uh, Justin Fields to get the starting job over Andy Dalton. Finally, they finally said, okay, he's the starter the rest of your fine. Okay. Then he got a little banged up against the Raiders and did nothing in the passing game again. I'm I'm underwhelmed so far by his play on the field. Is this just a matter of me needing to be patient? What what's your scoop on Justin Fields? Put it this way, even in one QB leagues where the bench is not 5, where it's like 8 or like in the NFFC, I have not dropped Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, it's like he's a rookie quarterback who's put into a suboptimal situation where the veteran, the respected veteran is sitting there waiting to come back in. That's not easy. 
You know, that we've all had jobs. You, the listener, have had a job where, you know, you're replacing somebody or your replacement is in the room or somebody's looking over your shoulder. And the minute you kind of, they kind of go away and we're settled, that's when you perform and you loosen up a little bit. Give the guy a few games. Now, if you, you can't hold them in a one QB league with, you know, your standard home league where the six bench spots, but I still believe by the end of the year, the last six games, last eight games, we'll be talking about Justin Fields as one of the quarterbacks we want next year. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Uh, I added him in a league last week, a super flex league, but I can't start him yet is the problem. As All the positive things you said, I'm going to miss his first good game unless I'm in a super flex league and I'm just forced to start him. Uh, I've got, he's not, he's number 26 for me this week. Uh, yeah, and, and I get that. The question really is, is Alan Robinson is defying all logic. Like this is yeah. presumably the best quarterback he's had and he's performing the worst. We need to get Blake Bortles back in there. Well, they're not even trying anything downfield. Some of this is the play calling. Uh, I think they threw one ball beyond 10 yards for Robinson last week and it was incomplete. Uh, that might be Fields choosing to go on his progressions to shorter, or they might be super conservative. Look to me as more of the latter, that there's just running a very conservative offense so far. Uh, so that, that's my take on that. Yeah. Um, but how, uh, how about the running backs? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you and I have talked about Khalil Herbert on our, our short YouTube videos that we do. Uh, Damian Williams. I mean, they both had about equal rush attempts. Uh, yep. Are you, are you excited to start either one of those guys this week? I have Williams at 15, so yeah. I'd say oh, that's yeah. Good. That's a good ranking. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but Herbert, where do you have Khalil Herbert? Herbert, I've got at 36. Right. You know, so if you're honestly, if you're a, go ahead. No, if you're in a pinch, you could start him then. I like that ranking. Yeah. Anytime someone's in the top 40, that means they're a starting running back on someone's team. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with the gap between the two, given how much they split carries. Williams is the starter, got the goal line carry, catches passes, and Herbert doesn't, or at least hasn't. Uh, so we'll see if that holds true. But that's that explains the gap. But in terms of running the ball, that gap is pretty narrow. Uh, Packers, do you really need us to tell you to start any of the Packers that you normally start? No, well, you don't. I have a no. There's one question on the Packers. I am. I have one. I have a team that's really good. The NFFC team that I have in the uh, the, the online championship, Rotowire mm-hmm. online championship. My team is sick, except I have Robert Tunyon. And I'm sitting there every week, and the guy gets two points. Last year, he was like the Jerome Bettis of, of tight ends. He was getting touchdowns every game, three targets, two catches, and two touchdowns. This year, he hasn't – I don't even think he scored. Did he score this year at all? He has. He scored okay. once. One, it's, it's horrendous. So now I'm thinking about, like, do I play uh, Dan Arnold over him? So would you start Robert Tunyon if you have someone – like a Dan Arnold, like yeah. a David Njoku, like where's your stance on it? Uh, Tanya, you still waiting for T- the touchdown? Tanya over both those guys, Tanya versus Ricky Seals Jones or Ricky, you know, is, is one of those that I think would be a tougher call for me. Uh, only because I think, you know, Ricky Seals Jones was got like all but one snap last week, got eight targets. That's the sort of like, I feel like that's a lot more bankable with uh, the, with the situation, Logan Thomas hurt. And definitely yeah. out at least the next two weeks. Yeah, Ricky, uh, Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, every year there's a player that's that shows up that I'm like, oh, he's still in the league, you know. And mm-hmm. that was it was Ricky Seals Jones this year, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, like I I literally did not. Th- and then I go on, you know, because of dynasty player. And even in my 30 deep dynasty leagues, he wasn't rostered. I, I couldn't believe it. And I click on the age. I'm just like, what is he? Like 30? He's 25, 26 years old. This guy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was like, I what was he? What was he like? Fifteen when he was a rookie? I just couldn't believe it. And so, well, it's just in Arizona, they presume you're old. That's, I think that's right. The thing there. <laughs> right. So, so but, you like him better? Oh, so you like Tunyon better than all those guys? But yeah, actually, and I have Tunyon and Seals Jones at twelve and thirteen respectively. But I think I'll flip flop that and put Seals Jones ahead. Of yeah, him. I have I have lost all confidence in Tunyon, and he was one of the 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 tight ends this year when you were waiting on tight end that sharp fantasy players were saying. Hey, this is, you know, regression, regression, man, regression. But they were right about him. I yeah. mean, he has just been, if it's touchdown or bust. And I thought Rodgers would force feed him. So when, when you talk about that game, I get Robert Tunyon questions every week and I'm scared to start him. So when you're talking about Ricky Seals Jones, I think that's a sharp play. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just, I, in retrospect, I probably should have treated the uh, acquisition of Randall Cobb as a bigger threat than it was. Mm. Uh, to, but just because that that's kind of a security blanket guy that, you know, Rogers trusts, 
And that takes it away from going ahead and going with uh, Tunyon at all, even though he trusts Tunyon. Tunyon catches pretty much everything he's thrown to him, but he doesn't create separation, doesn't get open as, he, as readily. So he, last year he had a that. last year he had a ton of touchdowns. There's my pun for the day. Yeah, that was okay. You're a princess punter. Okay, I like <laughs> it. Houston Indy. Uh, we saw Indy come alive. We saw you know Carson Wentz have a four uh, four hundred yard game. I think. Taylor obviously was huge. I loved one thing about Taylor. Very first series, he drops a pass, looking try, trying to look to go ahead, um, and he, he drops a pass, and immediately the next play they go right back to him, and that was the seventy-five yard touchdown. Yeah, I mean it was go. I, Jonathan Taylor. I mean he's he's so. I mean I know uh, Chris List. He probably overdrafted him in a lot of his high high dollar leagues, but um, and you know and for good reason though the upside was always there. But when you see plays like that, and when you see that Jonathan Taylor with the ball, he just looks different. You know yeah. he he looks like there there is some some anchors around his his uh, you know pulling him down. There's you know they want to showcase Marlon Mack and give him five seven touches. Naeem Hines is always you know he's a good. He's he's a good running back that's going to command some touches. Um, so yeah, I, I I love Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, you're proactively playing him every week, but uh, there's still you know it's hard to oh where do you have him this week, for example? Taylor, I yeah. have him third, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're you're starting him every week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and yeah, he's one of those that he, yeah, I definitely am starting him every week there. Uh, we talked Pittman, how you like him. And I, I, the one thing I worry a little bit is maybe the Colts just run the ball a lot more against Houston if they're playing with the lead. But, yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, others that I like, uh, I, I in this game, there's not a whole lot from the Houston side of things. If, I mean, if, are you if you're in desperate. on Chris Moore yeah, as a you, pickup? You, you literally pulled him right out of my mouth. You really like okay. I was literally about to say. Now I don't remember Chris Moore other than being like a scrub on like Baltimore. Like you remember mm-hmm. him? Like he didn't really do anything. And listen, anytime someone gets a hundred yards, I mean it's probably because Belichick was taking away Brandon Cooks, right? I mean you have to presume that that's yeah. what Belichick does. So all right, let's the other receivers open. I, I, if you're putting him in your lineup, if you're in a league that where you're just that's the guy you're starting, you're not expecting much. But I, I've seen him in a couple starting lineups this week. I see people setting their lineup on Tuesday, and I did see. I was like, whoa, someone's really chasing there. You're not excited right. to start him, but you know, yeah. could be something. Neither him nor Conley am I all that excited. Uh, at least from a roster perspective, Moore is full time on the Houston roster now, and he got purchased from the practice squads or his contract got purchased, I should say. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah. At How about David Johnson? I, you were you were telling people to drop David Johnson for good reason, for good reason. But last week, you know, he gave you double digit fantasy points. Um, is he somebody yeah. that you want to plug back in, especially with uh, we talked about the the buy hell week that's coming up? If a gun is held to my head and you must take and start a Houston running back, it is David Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I thought I, I thought we'd see Philip Lindsay a little bit more this year. It obviously has not happened. No. Um, he scored early, he scored two touchdowns, one in each yeah. of the first two weeks. Uh, and he actually is second on in the team in carries. Mark Ingram has 68 carries with 3.1 per clip. I mean, ugh, gross. He's, I mean, it is he going on the Frank Gore career, late career path or what? I mean, we're going to be talking about Mark Ingram in four years from now. Um, just as somebody that just is blocking some rookies, you know, someone that's in high school right now, he's going to be blocking his fantasy value. I don't think we'll be talking about Mark Ingram four years from now. I'm going to go on. That, that's going to be my bold prediction for the second half of this podcast here. Um, let's hit a couple more games before we yeah. sign off here. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina. This is an interesting one, I think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously trying – I'm avoiding the obvious ones, like Casey Washington, start everybody, okay? Right, you know, Chargers, Baltimore, start everybody. Uh, Casey – but Minnesota, Carolina – Carolina's defense. I'm buying Carolina's defense. I think they're legit good. I know the Dallas game kind of went sideways for them. I that was set up by Darnold's interceptions, which by the way didn't get better this week, this past week. But I don't want I, I feel uncomfortable starting Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah. And what have they done? They've done only they've made moves to bolster the defense. They gave away Dan Arnold, who they they signed. They he was one of their first signings this offseason. And then they traded him away to get uh, CJ Henderson when they lost their rookie when they lost their rookie defensive back. Carolina is serious about making a run, which kind of ties back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast, that they're Mm going to go easy on Christian McCaffrey and both of our judgments. So, yeah, I think you are 
spot on that Carolina is one of those defenses that you, if you can get them off the waiver wire, they're a hold. They're going to be good again, and they're going to give everybody trouble. Right. And then on the opposite side of things there, I don't want to start Cousins this week. I've been starting him a few weeks here and there. This week, I've got him buried down at 21st. I've got him below Trevor Lawrence, behind his opponent, Sam Darnold, this one, who I don't love either, behind Baker Mayfield. These are some guys I don't love, but I've got Cousins behind all of them. If you have Kirk Cousins in a one QB league, obviously you're punting him back to the waiver wire. But when you're in these super flex leagues, like a lot of our, you know, if a lot of our listeners are in there now. I, I, there's super flex is is exploded oh, yeah. is exploding. You know, I mean, we've been playing them for years, and we're so happy to see them. And even the NFFC is going to have a super flex contest next year. That's the rumors flying around. But we're you, we're trying to for um, trying to get Greg and uh, Tom to do it. I don't know. If force do force it, the but. format force the new segment on your show yeah Yeah. uh they'll do it they have to do it i mean they they have to do it like they will we'll we'll do that for another podcast where we we badger the browbeat them (laughs) those are not the droids that you uh whatever that go that line goes but no if you have cousins in a super flex are you going to start davis mills over him are you going to start geno smith over him i mean no no right those are the options i mean you're in a super flex he goes in your lineup yeah that's true that's true uh, unless you ha- drafted three and like, t- or you picked up Taylor Heineke and then I start Heineke over him this week, Heineke against the chiefs. I mean, Oh yeah, I, I go with that for sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say Tyler Heineke, if you have him in a super flex, he, you know, we've made reference to Will Fuller. Uh, the, he is the Will Fuller of quarterbacks where you put him in. You're not surprised if you get nine points, but Tyler Heineke can get you 40 fantasy points. He, he is a reckless runner. He's uh he runs the ball, he throws the ball, he he takes shots down the field. He's he's kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but mobile. So I, I love if you have Tyneke, you're lucky. I, I wanted I got him in a lot of leagues and people right. were goofing on me in uh you know when I drafted him in some of these super deep formats, but I am so happy I have him. He's one of my favorite players to watch this year. Nice. Who's laughing harder now? Aha. Oh. Uh-huh. Until yeah, they until good. they bench him for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he comes back, right? Then I'm gonna be like, Which oh. might be as early as next week, by the way. Oh. I saw did you see I don't know if you saw the Yeah, game. no, I heard you guys talking about it on your Sirius XM show today. Yeah. I I that and Houston, I'm not quite sure if I understand reinstalling the uh veteran except for the can't lose your job due to injury sort of mindset mentality oh. there. I mean, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor playing well here and then pulls the hammy last year, you know, got practically murdered by the team doctor, you know, so. I think, yes, those type of things happen. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be around. He's got, he, he probably is the 33rd best quarterback in the league. He might be the 31st best quarterback in the league, but he, he's not good enough to, to start on a team that needs to evaluate the young quarterback, which you and I talked about. Like, obviously, he's better than Davis Mills, but there's no upside to starting him versus actually taking a look at Davis Mills, as you just said. Right. That's right. A uh, couple of last questions to go through here before we sign off. Uh, kicker question, the very mm. rare kicker question. I love kicker questions. Yes, you do. You're not Linda, but you are a kicker fan. So uh, Nick Folk, Chase McLaughlin, or uh, Crosby, who do, you, who do you got? Okay, so I'm in a lot of leagues that don't use kickers anymore, so I just want to confirm that McLaughlin is the Cleveland kicker. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, he is. He is okay. All right. Be- and even like the, the sharp, the uh, NFFC leagues have gone to team kicker because it's so hard to keep up with these kicker names. But that said, Nick Folk is on fire, man. And the offense is not a throw down field. They're going to be in a lot of like fourth and fours on the 45. And I, I would say you, you, this game in particular, you're probably going to get at least three field goals out of Nick Folk. Yeah. All right. Um, you agree with my- that? Yeah, I, I could see I could see the case for Chase too, just because I think it's yeah. going to be a little sneaky shootout game against Arizona. But those are usually extra point games because the shootouts they need touchdowns. That's, that's but I that's agree with you that he'll he could have like six extra points. You know, it's true. Cooper, Devontae Smith, or AJ Brown at flex? Uh, asked Michael Greenson. Oh my God! So he's in a uh, Michael. Stop being in these ten team leagues with that start two wide receivers. That's our first piece of advice. But that said, my snobbery, I'll put it to the side. And yes, I I think um, Amari Cooper's this is represents the highest floor with the highest ceiling of that group, um, given AJ Brown's recent hamstring problems and low box score. I'd agree with that. Uh, I think Devontae is a close second on that one there. Oh, yeah. Um, And then finally, S'mores asked Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz this week. I go from whence you came and go back to Wentz. 
Yeah, I mean, ride the hot hand. These are two quarterbacks you're going to be toggling through. You're never going to know which one to start. You play the matchups. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good last week. They look like they can score points. I'm in. All right, good very call. good. Well, that's going to wrap up today's pod. Any parting shots, Alan? Oh, yeah. Just go check out. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously you love fantasy football as much as we do. So please go to the Rotowire YouTube page. Subscribe. I promise you, you'll like all the, the content we're doing there. We're doing short form video. You'll see Jeff on there. You'll see Chris List featured on there. You'll see a bunch of the Rotowire personalities. And we answer questions over there in the comments of the video. So just come over and subscribe to the Rotowire YouTube page. There you go. There you have it. Listen to him. He's a smart man. Uh, I want to thank WinBet for our your sponsorship, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Thank you guys for listening. We've got uh, Mario and John coming up tomorrow. As always, take care. Have a great day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.